Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. Uh, I am your host, Bob, and this week we are making Peking duck, which is my first time making this recipe or this preparation, I guess. And I'm going to go through like the, the process. This is, this is more of a process intensive recipe as opposed to an ingredient intensive recipe. We'll talk about the process. One step that I did that you definitely don't have to do is the basting with oil part, which we'll get to like at the end. The reason I did that though, is because Holy moly, this would have been like 20 years ago, probably close to that, an episode of Iron Chef. And I think it was Chef Morimoto made Peking duck, used the air compressor to separate the skin from the flesh, and then ladled hot oil over the duck to crisp the skin up. And since ever since I saw that, I had it in the back of my head, that was like, I, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you totally don't have to. You can totally make it in the oven like a normal person. Well, I mean, that's where 90% of the cooking for, for my duck happened. But, you know, the, I, I definitely wanted to heat up some oil in a wok and then ladle it over the duck to see how that would turn out. And uh, spoiler alert, it was very good. Check out the show notes. We'll have the plain text uh, recipe. We'll have the imager album with all the, you know, step-by-step -step photos and all that kind of stuff. I don't believe we will need any special ingredients or special equipment for this. Uh, basically, if you can get a duck and you can get some pretty basic spices and uh, sauces and stuff like that, you'll be fine. But we made the Peking duck and then I made like just a really fresh, bright Asian salad of like shredded carrots and cucumbers and ginger and soy sauce and rice wine vinegar and all kinds of stuff like that. That was really good as well. And then not pictured, uh, well, I guess in some of the pictures there was a bowl of rice, but some white rice just because you got to have some rice there. Okay. But uh, let's talk about ducks for a minute because I love ducks on my farm. Don't really have the, the topography or the acreage to properly raise cattle, so we do raise some waterfowl ducks. Uh, in the past, we've done geese. You know, I've, I've done different different species of duck. Um, even something like um, guinea fowl. Not quite as beefy and meaty as, as goose and duck, but it is dark and hearty and delicious. But anyway, we use duck kind of as a, as a beef analog. Ground duck for duck burgers. You know, a whole duck breast is very similar in preparation and in experience and serving size, all that as a uh, New York strip steak. So that's what we, we do that a lot. And then of course, making uh, duck confit, rendering duck fat for cooking oils and uh, duck breast prosciutto, like air dried duck breast. Like that is very, very good as well. Like I said, this is the first time I've ever made Peking duck and the purpose, the, the thrust of this basically is a roasted duck with beautiful, savory, sweet, fatty, mahogany colored, crispy skin. Okay. That is what we're going for. And the way we achieve that is, uh, it's a multi-pronged approach, you know, on one hand, uh, there's heat, obviously, um, fat, obviously ducks are very fatty animals, which we'll get to in a second and the moisture content, a lot of, um, a lot of sort of passive air drying 
on the front half and then and then we let the heat do the work on the back half but ducks are they're waterfowl you know and they are migratory waterfowl which means as you get closer to winter you get to the end of the summer into the fall the ducks will kind of naturally accumulate a lot of fat now ducks are really fatty to begin with the fat insulates their body whenever they're floating on a cold pond but also this additional fat, these fat stores that they will build up at the end of the summer and through the fall. That is that is a gas tank to get them to nicer climbs down south, right? Because our ducks, number one, they can't fly because it's a domesticated you know breed of duck that just sort of waddles around. They can swim great. They swim fantastically, but they cannot get off the ground. They are too heavy. But secondly, they're penned up. They're, they have a fence. They're blocked from the outside world. Now their world is sufficiently large and expansive that, so that they aren't aware that they are captives. And they're very happy with their, with their digs, with their accommodations. But they're basically given all the opportunity to build up muscle mass and fat stores and you know, grow a nice big liver, a nice healthy heart, all those types of things. But then they never are given a chance to expend that energy, you know, flying, flying south. So, you know, the fat stores, it's an energy store. As I said, it's insulating. uh, So that whenever they're on water, the water resistant, multi-layered feather situation keeps the water away from their skin. But then the just the cold conduction, the conveyance of temperature out of their body and into the water, uh, they're insulated through uh, subcutaneous fat as well as visceral fat, like the fat surrounding the organs. So let's talk about uh, the preparation of um, a Peking duck. If you're buying a duck at the grocery store, which I'm going to assume 99.9% of the people uh, listening to the podcast or reading through the captions on the imager album or looking at the website for the recipe, that kind of stuff, 99% of those people are going to buy a duck in the grocery store. It's going to be labeled as like a young duckling. It'll probably be in a green and white shrink wrapped container and it'll be yay big and weigh yay amount of pounds. And uh, in this case, yay means uh, the average size of a grocery store duck. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 14 inches long, probably weighs, you know, four pounds, somewhere around there. And a lot of times they'll come with like a little packet of uh, Donald Duck frozen orange juice concentrate for a L'Orange sauce, as well as a packet of giblets, um, probably like a, a neck, a heart, and a liver. I don't know if they give you the gizzards or not. But I didn't buy the duck. I killed the duck. I captured the duck. I took it over there. I dispatched it. And then, and then, and then, and then, a very quick dry plucking to remove most of the, like, the waterproof feathers on the outside. Uh, And then as much of the down as I can without getting too uh, neurotic about catching all the down feathers. Basically, we want to thin out that coat of feathers so that when we do the hot water plunge to loosen the feathers from the follicle, the water will actually penetrate into like the skin and around the follicle and loosen those feathers up. If you just take a duck that you have dispatched and you dunk it into your pot of hot water, most of that water is not going to get to where it needs to be because ducks are so uh, water resistant naturally. You know, water off a duck's back. That even uh, counts for when they're dead. Hmm. Who'd have thunk? 
So anyway, so we so we slaughter the duck. We dry pluck a lot of those feathers, and then we do the hot water bath and and fine plucking afterwards. At that point, we pat it dry and we leave it in the refrigerator uncovered for 24 to 48 hours. This is really important because this will help the skin dry out. It'll kind of wick away moisture from inside the cavity and all this kind of stuff. If you want to, you could quote unquote marinate the duck during this stage and the marinade would be just like stuffing scallions or green onions into the cavity. Maybe just hit it with a little bit of salt on the outside and maybe the finest of fine dustings of Chinese five spice. Now let's talk about that because that is Chinese five spice is sort of like the primary spice mixture for this. It's not like we need to lay out you know, 37 different spices in preparation for this. So Chinese five spice, kind of like the canonical list, star anise, clove, uh, cinnamon, Sichuan peppercorns, and fennel seed a lot. Sometimes you'll get like nutmeg in there. Sometimes um, somebody will sneak in some allspice. But I mean, I think the, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's four of those. Sometimes you don't have the Szechuan peppercorn. Sometimes you have black pepper. Sometimes it's more like seven, but they call it five spice. You know, it's just like all spice. It's really not all spice. It's one spice. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, Chinese five spice is the predominant uh, flavoring component of this. And if you remember those, those spices, star anise, clove, cinnamon, Szechuan peppercorns, fennel seeds very big flavors. The uh, star anise, the clove, the cinnamon have sort of like Christmassy sweet connotation to them. The fennel, I, I was wondering, like while I had this uh, cooking, I was like, man, did somebody make a frozen pizza in the oven and uh, there's remnants in there? Because you got like this this uh, essence of pepperoni and, and pizza basically. And I was like, oh yeah, there's fennel seed. Fennel seed in the five spice and that fennel seed will definitely give you memories of pepperoni, <laughs> if not just straight down the middle pepperoni aromas. But anyway, after 24 hours of letting your duck dry out in the fridge, we'll take it out there. And what we're going to do is, oh, we have our Chinese five spice. We've got a couple of tablespoons of soy sauce. We have some honey. We'll have some green onions. We'll have some sauces. Well, like hoisin sauce is kind of uh, a common one to pair with uh, Peking duck. Uh, a plum sauce or a plum chutney or something like that would be wonderful. And then I made a thinner sauce of soy sauce and uh, sesame oil, uh, a little rice wine vinegar, honey, green onion, ginger, stuff like that. But you definitely want a, a knob of ginger, maybe some parsley. I mean, I use parsley in the garnish, whatever. But what we're going to do, we're going to start off with a tablespoon of Chinese five spice and a tablespoon to a tablespoon and a half of soy sauce. And we're going to whisk that together so that it creates a thick, opaque base. You know, kind of a, it, it's not a paste, P-A-S-T-E, but it is like a base, a B-A-S-T-E. And what we're going to do is we're going to brush that on to the skin of the duck so that it, it will stain the duck, a kind of a, a brownish black sort of color. And uh, the, basically the, the soy sauce will help the, the five spice adhere to the skin of the duck. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna steam our duck for an hour, hour and a half. You can let it go for two hours, not that big of a deal. And the way we did that was we took like the, um, the rack that would go in a roasting pan 
and we set that on top of a wok filled with water. We rest our basted raw duck on top of that rack, and then we just boil that water with the exhaust fan over the stove going, sucking that moisture out of the kitchen. Let that go for about an hour, hour to an hour and a half. What that's going to do, it will raise the temperature of the duck. Not appreciably, you know what I mean? It's not really going to cook the duck that much, but it will bring the temperature up from uh, like 40 degrees, what it was when it came out of the refrigerator, to somewhere in the 70, 80 probably not as high as 80 degrees, 60 to 70 degrees during this time. It will also start to render a little bit of the duck fat on the back on the, because it's going to be breast side up on this rack. The part facing away from the boiling water will, it'll warm up a little bit because it is in the column of heat that's rising out of the wok, but it, it's not going to cook. It's just, you're warming it up you're you're priming the fat to be rendered in the hotter environment in the oven okay so after you've steamed this for that period of time what we want to do is we want to prick holes in the skin all over the uh the up facing side of the duck the breast side now a lot of recipes will tell you to use a fork whenever you're poking the holes in the skin and uh, fine whatever you know, whatever floats your boat but listen forks are not very sharp you think they are. You think, oh, he's going to stab me with a fork. But then you look at a fork and it's like, yeah, this is something that I'm shoving into my mouth. Obviously, it's not going to be like, you know, super duper sharp or anything like that. So a fork, probably not the best thing to use because you're going to like, it's going to cause some trauma. It's going to be like trying to force a, a dull piece of metal or four tines of dull metal into the skin, which is fairly impervious. Not impervious, uh, uh, fairly robust, resistant to penetration. I don't know. But if you have those little corn skewers, you know, they're usually shaped like corn cobs and they go into either end of an ear. Fantastic. They're sharper. They're, they're smooth. Like sometimes the tines on your fork will either be square or like a flat rectangle. But those tines on the, the, the corn cob skewers are almost always rounded and then they come to a nice sharp point. And uh, it's real easy. Just pop, 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 make a nice pattern over the top of that. And the reason for that is that as good as duck fat is, oh, they have a lot of it. We want this to be able to freely escape through these little holes and to self-baste the, the duck as the fat sort of effervesces to the surface, spritzes out, and then drains down and drips off of the back into the roasting pan below. So that's the reason we want to poke those holes in there. Okay. Oh, also, when you season this guy up with the uh, with some of your five spice prior, the five spice and the uh, the soy sauce prior to steaming it, get some of it, just the dry powder, the five spice into the cavity of the duck because that will that will permeate the meat. That'll it, you have some on the outside, some on the inside. They will work their way into the flesh of the duck through their own through their own journey, you know, during the cooking process. Now, once you've finished steaming your duck and you've poked a bunch of holes in there, preheat your oven to 375 degrees. And what we're going to use here is classic roasting pan with a rack, you know, that keeps the duck elevated so that it sits there so you get good airflow around it. The prolific amounts of duck fat that are going to render out of this will fall into the roasting pan below 
and it'll just it'll work perfectly. We want to we do want to capture. In my case, I want to capture some of that duck fat because I'm going to use it to um, sort of like uh, baste fry the skin of the duck later on. But we put that duck into a 375 degree oven and let it go for 30 minutes, okay? After 30 minutes, we'll pull that out. It will have started to brown a little bit, but it's gonna be like more like rotisserie chicken browned as opposed to like a nice crusty steak brown, okay? D different layers of browning there. Basically, we're just starting to crisp up the skin a little bit, but we're gonna pull it out of the 375 degree oven, turn the heat up to 500 degrees. While that oven is coming up to the elevated temperature, we're going to mix together between one and two tablespoons of soy sauce and one to two tablespoons of honey. And we're going to whisk them up real nice. It's going to create a, a sweet and salty sort of baste. And then we're going to brush that on to the surface of the duck. Now, it's a little bit different. Whenever you're basting it with the Chinese five spice and soy sauce mixture, the duck is dry. It's a little tacky. You know, the fat is still, it's cold and buttery, more or less. Once you've put it into the oven, you've pulled it out. Now the, the duck, it's glistening. It's glistening with this fat. The fat is running around. It seems to be animated. You know, it's thin, it's drippy, it's whatever. So by having the, adding the honey to the soy sauce, you create a, a tackier sort of sauce here that we're going to baste onto this duck and that will help it adhere because the soy sauce is basically a water-based mm, condiment and the duck is just completely covered in rendered duck fat. So you're not going to have a lot of mixing of the soy, the soy sauce and the duck fat. So adding that honey in there will give it a little bit of tackiness and might uh, help it adhere to the surface. Once you've basted that up nicely and your oven has come back up to 500 degrees, put that duck in there for anywhere from like five to 15 minutes. And we're going to check on this occasionally because we don't want to burn the skin. We don't want to get like a char to the skin. We want to evenly but deliberately brown and crisp the skin. So whenever I say evenly and deliberately, evenly it's like, well, just put it in a 300 degree oven and leave it in there for four hours. <laughs> That's about as even as you can get. Gentle heat, constant, you know, don't open the door, whatever. But that would not be sufficient to crisp and render the fat the way that we want it to. So that's why we go for the deliberate temperature, 500 degrees. But with great temperature comes great responsibility. <laughs> so you got to check it. You got to check it, make sure that you're not getting past the point of doneness that you're looking for. So I think I let mine go about 10 minutes after checking it at five minutes. So I checked it at five. I was like, hmm, okay, we can, it, it's almost there. We can definitely let it go a little longer. Then I checked it like seven, nine, then 10. I was like, all right, let's pull it out. Let's do this trick with the ladle. So I pulled it out there, transferred the duck to a platter, emptied all the rendered duck fat from the roasting pan into the wok, added a little bit of uh, toasted sesame oil and a little bit of olive oil, just basically to bulk up the amount of fat that we have in there, okay? We need several good ladles full of fat. And I, I didn't want to use, you know, a quart of olive oil, but I also didn't want to go break out a, a quart of duck fat and, and melt that down and use that just for this. 
So we used a blend of oils just so that we'd have enough. And adding the, a little bit, you know, three or four tablespoons of the toasted sesame oil in there is great because that is a complementary flavor. Uh, we use the sesame oil in the dressing for the uh, for the carrot and cucumber salad, which I'm not going to like run through that. I got to look at the pictures and see because I kind of just wing that one. That and the, the thin sauce for the duck. I'll have the recipes for those in the show notes, but I don't need to talk about, you know, shredding carrots and, oh, you pour this stuff on it, then you're done, you know, because it is just raw vegetables and, and some other ingredients, but it's really easy. But anyway, so what we do is we, we empty all that fat into the wok, heat it up. Uh, I just turned it on to high and with my probe thermometer, checked it occasionally until at least I was over 300 degrees. Because uh, it doesn't have to be super hot, but three, anywhere from 300 to 350 will be sufficient. And at that, that point, I have the duck back on the rack in the roasting pan, and I just take ladles full of hot oil and pour it over it you know, slowly so that it really has time to be in contact with the, with the skin, with the fat, whatever. And as you pour it over there, it will sizzle and it'll sound fantastic. It'll it'll sound like a tray of fajitas coming out from I don't know, Chili's, Chi-Chi's, <laughs> one of those defunct restaurants where it was like, oh my God, it comes to your table sizzling. Yeah, we're going to make that sizzle. It'll accelerate the crisping up process of the skin by pouring that over there. I think I did like three cycles of this. So I, I ladled all of the hot oil over the duck. It accumulates in the roasting pan. I transfer the duck to a platter, pour all the oil out of the roasting pan into the wok, and then do it again. I did that process three times. What you could do, if you if you didn't have to like take a picture of it yourself, you know, that's the reason why I left the duck in the, in the roasting pan was because I wanted to get a picture of pouring, uh, ladling the hot oil over it. If, you don't, if you're not concerned about that, if you're not doing a podcast, you can stick a pair of tongs in the cavity of the duck and let them expand so that it's like uh, putting pressure on the inside cavity and then hold those tongs and you can hold the whole duck over the wok and then you can just ladle and ladle and ladle and the, the fat is going to go back, you know, it's going to drain off of the duck into the wok and then you can just ladle back out of the wok onto the duck and you can just do that for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, just ladle in hot oil on it if you want to, if you want to. But you can also just throw it back in that 500 degree oven until it is the perfect color and temperature, interior temperature of like 150-ish degrees. And, um, you know, you want that skin to be beautiful mahogany and crispy, stuff like that. And that's, uh, that's basically your Peking duck. Now, I did mention in the prelude that I had watched that episode of The Iron Chef, uh, with Morimoto making Peking duck, and I said that he used a, a air compressor to separate the the fat, the skin from the flesh of the animal. I did the same thing, and it worked not as well as it did on Iron Chef. But then again, I am not what is his name, Masaharo Morimoto. I am not him, so it didn't it it didn't inflate like the full duck everywhere. Um, what it did was it inflated the skin on one side of the breast and it did not separate it from the sternum that ran down the middle. Uh, so then I stuck the nozzle into the other side and blew that side up too. And it worked fine, but you don't have to do it that way. You can just jam your fingers in there and open up a pocket between the, the, the breast and the skin, get down into the armpit. You just want to be real careful that you don't shove your finger all the way through and puncture it and leave a big gaping hole. But yeah, 
And what that does, that allows as the skin gets hot and the fat starts to render, it can it has a pathway inside. If you leave it adhered to the body, you, all of it is going to basically just come out of those those little prick holes that you popped in there with the uh, with the corn skewer thingamajigger, which isn't bad, but it's like the fat will be forced away from the flesh of the duck. Whereas by having that separation, it will render, it'll render from the skin, it'll drain around the uh, around the duck breast, and it'll still come out through you know, where the, the neck is, where the tail cavity is, whatever. And then you'll have fat rendering out through the pores, through the follicles, through the holes that you poked in there and draining around the outside. But you get a little bit of this basting action on the duck breast itself and sort of the way that the fat travels there. Uh, what doesn't spill out of the of the neck hole or the vent cavity at the back, it'll it'll drain down into the what would it be like a, down along the ribs, the armpit, into the back, and then you know it'll render out that way. Uh, and it's it's nice, it's fun. It was fun too to shove a air compressor hose into a duck and give it a little pulse of air. So that was fun too. I just had to live out that that childhood dream of making Peking duck the way. Uh, the Iron Chef did. So anyway, that's that. Check the show notes for the recipe for the duck, the process, you know, the steps and all that kind of stuff. The uh, the carrot and cucumber salad, fantastic. Oh my God, we've been on this kick with carrots lately in every configuration possible. But it was just, um, you know, duck is really obviously very rich, very fatty, has a nice beefy, dark color and texture and flavor. And breaking that up with something light and slightly sweet, slightly, slightly sweet, slightly salty, very fresh um, with that salad was exactly the right pairing. Um, I mean, you could do steamed buns and a bunch of other nonsense. Um, but yeah, there was definitely no desire whatsoever to uh, incorporate a, a bread product into this meal. It was certainly heavy enough as it was just with the, uh, with the duck there. Okay. So that is Peking duck. And listen, you can get a duck frozen in the grocery store. They're, uh, yeah, they're more expensive than a chicken, but they're not like obscenely expensive. So if you have any interest whatsoever in trying out a recipe like this, 100% give it a shot because it was really, 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 really good. Really, 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 really good. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Have a good one.